Hello, my name is Scott Bradley and this is the Scott Scott Podcast and I'm joined by Ben Baker. Ben, how are we, mate? I'm very good, thanks. How are you, Scott? I'm very well, bud. So, uh, we've got a lot to talk about on this episode, mate, a lot. And uh, I feel as though it's right that we kick off the show by talking about the big result from the weekend there. Kilmarnock won, Celtic nil. What a performance from Kilmarnock, outstanding. Steve Clark got his tactics spot on. What did you make of the game, mate? Yeah, I was I was very surprised at how poor Celtic were on the day, mate. And yeah. like as we're just saying, Steve Clark tactics were absolutely spot on, and Malumbo uh, was unbelievable, outstanding. He what how what a signing he's uh, proved to be for Kilmarnock. He just ran Celtic ragged uh, at the weekend there. He was unbelievable, and he just totally dominated the midfield as well. Scott Brown could yeah. not lay a glove on him. And he's so, passing, yeah. uh, he's passing, he's dribbling, outstanding, and he was the guy who got the goal as well. Exactly. Um, I, I thought Kilmarnock's performance was 10 out of 10 because it was really 1-0 going on 3-0, to be honest, uh, especially in that second half. I thought it was lucky to work away only getting beat 1-0 and we how poor they played. But I wasn't, you can't take it away from Kilmarnock's performance because the way Steve Clark set them up was brilliant. Mm-hmm. So it was. Mm-hmm. But Steve Clark has been an exceptional manager. I mean, in the past two months, I mean, he's had some great, great results. Mm-hmm. Beat Rangers, also just beat Celtic. Mm-hmm. Beat Celtic Thistle five one, which is a big, result, a big score. You know, mm-hmm. so um, I think a lot of fans will be really happy with Steve Clark and the goal and beating Celtic as well. Oh, exactly. I know, and uh, that was Kilmarnock's fifth win uh, in a row at home. And you see, before Kilmarnock would really struggle at Rugby Park, but now they're they're thriving under Steve Clark at Rugby Park. They're doing fantastic, and I'm tipping Kelly for the top six this season. I think they'll get it. I don't think there's yeah, a, think, any question about it, mate. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I agree. Um, I don't see Marlon Finch finishing top six. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Oh, near that, mate. Yeah. I don't see it as but well. Yeah, Kilmarnock, I think, have got. Um, what do you make of Jordan Jones, mate? I thought Jordan Jones, unbelievable. Like he was outstanding as well, mate. Like he really tore apart that Celtic defence, and they, they really were struggling to deal with him throughout that whole game. And uh, Malumbo and Jordan Jones, they just worked so well together. Uh, I was really impressed with it as well. And Kelly, they had like two or three other really good chances in the game, and. What it was just an outstanding performance, and Roger said after the game as well that Celtic could have been there till about ten o'clock at night, I think, and they still wouldn't have scored. Yeah, and they wouldn't have because ninety minutes getting two shots on goal were both all of their chance free kicks, and only one of them went on target. Mm-hmm. It, it was a inspired performance for Kilmarnock. Yeah, and Celtic just did not know how to deal with with Kelly because Kilmarnock was pressing Celtic all over the park, and. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers did not know how to counter it and it was quite evident that Steve Clark outsmarted Brendan Rodgers and all credit to Kamara and Steve Clark mate 
He's working wonders there. And I said on the podcast a wee while back, like, why we should actually, like Rangers, like when, before we appointed Graham Murtin to the end of the season, I did not understand why Rangers didn't try and go for Steve Clark. Because when you look at Steve Clark's CV, he's got a fantastic CV. Took West Brom to the highest ever f- uh, finish in the, the Premier League. Uh, he's what he worked under Jose Mourinho for a number and number of years. The guy has got a credible CV, and yeah. uh, as we just seen uh, this week, that Walter Smith not back the Scotland job, and I do not blame him at all. I think the the SFA should go for Steve Clark. He, I think he's the outstanding candidate. What do you think? Candidate for the Rangers job? No, for the Scotland job. Alright, oh, um, yeah, I suppose so. Um, I think he's doing traffic at Kilmarnock, Steve Clark. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't see. Would he even want he, it? He's really got any reason to leave yet. I don't even think he would want it, mate. I don't think he would want it, to be honest. Yeah. Like, but see, Clark, though, honestly, um, I would take Steve Clark at Rangers 100%, right? Without yeah. a doubt. Guy is very underrated. And he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Knows how to set up a team, and he's got contacts as well. Look at the players that he's brought in, like Malumbo. Like yeah, I think traffic signing for Kilmarnock. Yeah, outstanding. You don't sign unless you've got a, a manager who has got contact, as you said. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course. So, um, just need to wait and see what happens with Steve Clark and Kilmarnock is. It's going to be quite difficult for them to keep a hold of Steve Clark, I think. And looking for example, Chris Boyd. Before uh, uh, before Clark came in, Chris Boyd was really struggling. He was floundering, couldn't get goals, yep. and Clark's brought the best out of Chris Boyd. And Chris Boyd is scoring goals for fun at the moment, and he's really rejuvenated him. So, yeah, Steve Clark, he will be hot in demand. So he will be. And but what did he make of Celtic defensively in that game? I thought they were really poor defensively as well. So, how many players are out for Celtic? Uh, like Celtic missing Lee Griffiths. Um, there's, there's a few oh, others yeah. as well. Do, do you know off the top of your head? Because there's a few other key uh, names. Uh, Roberts. Well. Uh, you're missing Roberts. Uh, Griffiths. Who did you say there? Uh, Christoph Asia. Uh-huh. Uh, is it, I know Dembele was playing. Um, there's a, there's one or two others as well. Um, Short Armstrong. Short Armstrong as well. And Tom Yep. Big names so. Celtic are missing. So... Yeah, of course, Celtic are missing players, but that does not take away uh, from the fact that they were really poor on the day in Kilmarnock, deserved the three points, and that's for sure. And Celtic have Zenit coming up. I think that's. I think it's it this week, or, uh, I think it's next week, isn't it? Yeah? Next week, aye, uh, next week. Next week, that is going to be a real tough one. It will, it will be a tough yeah. one, but anything's possible. Uh, I'll probably get home last 
Yeah, is it anything's possible, mate? So I was looking at the Zenit squad. Um, it, of course, it's Zenit St. Petersburg, a big name. Roberto Mancini, the manager. And I'm not going to lie, mate, I was looking at the Zenit squad. There's not a lot of big names that I know. But I think Ivanovic, is, he's, he's a good defender. Um, but he's, a, he's out for the game, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and so... It, it'd be interesting to see uh, how it'll go down. But anything's possible, you know. Uh-huh. But if... Celtic don't get those uh, key players back for that game. It's gonna be a big ask. It is because then big name in football, and I'm sure they've got a lot, a lot of money behind them, and they've got a really good manager, Roberto Mancini. So, will be intriguing to say the least, mate. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be a tough time, Celtic. But these are the games that they should, you know. I think Celtic fans expect them to win, um, or want them to win anyway. Mm-hmm. So, it's mm-hmm. about time. You know, they start proving themselves in Europe, I think. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Aberdeen beat Hamilton 3-0 the weekend there, and what a dominant performance it was from Aberdeen, mate. Um, it's absolutely brilliant to watch Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I loved it. Um, well, I loved watching the highlights. They were just so dominant. Uh, what I'll say is, the pitch looked absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah, it has but, to be said, yeah. that does uh, that didn't affect Aberdeen because they were absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's hard to watch Hamilton. It was really hard to watch Hamilton. They were absolutely dreadful. They never really made many chances. Um, mm-hmm. But I, Aberdeen brilliant. Really easy three points. Yeah, and every single area, mate, Aberdeen just dominated Hamilton every, in every single area. It's every single area of the park. Really, really good performance. And now again, he has oh, been I, outstanding for them. Yeah, he has really added to the Aberdeen side. They were missing him. Uh, They were really missing Naomi again. And since he's came back uh, to Aberdeen, Aberdeen just looked like a different side with Naomi again in it. He really adds to Aberdeen in the final third. He creates a lot of chances, scores goals, and it's been it's been a breath of fresh air for that Aberdeen side. And hmm? having Naomi again back. you know, but he's a big, he'll be a big player for. I mean, Aberdeen have been pretty woeful against Celtic and Rangers lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he'll make a big difference to that. I think if I think Aberdeen's hopes of finishing second this season are um, less in doubt now that they've got Naomi again back, as long as he keeps up the good form. Yeah, because obviously he scored at the weekend there. Andy Considine uh, got two goals as well. The thing is with Aberdeen, right? I know they've been really poor against Rangers and Celtic. But see the teams they should be beating, they're doing it, right? This is yeah. Rangers' problem, mate, right? Rangers can beat Aberdeen. Like, Rangers have beat Aberdeen three times this season, right? But Rangers can't do it against the teams they should be beating. But Aberdeen, though, they get the job done against teams like that. So yeah. that's where they're Rangers getting it right. Home form, that's what hmm? Rangers' home form, I think, that Yeah, we're coming out later on, mate. Rangers' home form has been a abysmal this season but credit to Aberdeen because that was a very dominant performance and Hamilton Ackies have usually been their bogey team and just brushed them aside as just brushed them aside very comfortable performance and for example um, Danny Danny Rogers right obviously they lost Joe Lewis is out injured right um, but Danny Rogers I think is a safe pair of hands uh, for Aberdeen, if I'm being honest, it's a safe, safe pair of hands. Um, 
It could be, in, and it's going to be interesting to see what will happen. Like, see Joe Lewis as well, mate. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with Joe Lewis as well, man. How do you know how long he's out for? Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how long he'll be out for, but yeah, it's as I was just saying, very comfortable. And Adam Rooney, he looks like he's really came on a bit of form as well. Um, Adam Rooney, and so do you, what do you think, mate? Honestly, do you think Aberdeen have a really good chance of finishing second? I don't know what it is, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 hmm? I, think Rangers, I think Celtic will finish. Fuck's sake. I think Aberdeen will finish second. Rangers will be third. Mm. Uh, well, Can they get it off the bungalow? Uh, it's just. Uh, well, that's, uh, you're entitled to opinion, but I think Rangers will at least get second. But um, it has to be said, though, see, uh, I think we spoke about this last week, mate, about Kenny McLean. So ever since he made them, uh, he got his future sorted, and now he's uh, going to be at Norwich uh, next season. He just looks like he's playing with so much freedom right now, and he just looks like his old self again. Because before, um, he told Dent McInnes that he'd be leaving, right? He told told McInnes he'd be leaving, and he just wasn't. I don't know. He just didn't look himself. He was really struggling for form. But ever since this move got finalised, just looks like a t- totally different player, playing with so much freedom, and he just looks like his old self. And it, it was a good deal for Aberdeen, though. Obviously, getting uh, McLean's future sorted, and they got I think half a million for him, and they got him back on loan until the end of the season. He's he's, um, he's thriving right now, but I need to disagree with me. I think Rangers will get second right, but as you were as we're just talking about there, as you said, you don't know how Aberdeen have been struggling against Rangers so much this season. I don't know what it is, but Graham Murphy gets his tactics spot on against McInnes. I just think it, that's what it is. Like uh, Graham Murphy. Is outsmarted Dent McInnes three times, got his tactics spot on, and every time this season Rangers have played Aberdeen McInnes, has got his tactics horribly wrong. I remember the first time we played them at Ibrox this season, uh, beat them 3 0. McInnes, I think he played with three at the back, I think it was. It was staggering. It was a really mind boggling decision. But yeah, on Hamilton though, Hamilton really poor on the day, really poor. Very poor. One shot on target, you know. Mm-hmm. I think me, I, I don't know how many actually turned up, man. I think it was like one hundred and twenty Aki's fans that turned up at Patodri. That's really that's really poor that, so it is. But yeah, all round fantastic performance there from Aberdeen. And uh, one thing I, need, I noticed as well, anytime uh, Scott McKenna was running with the ball, the, the crowd, would, the crowd uh, would shout, shoot. And then he'd done that and he nearly went in again oh, from about 40 uh, yards. <laughs> but what you were saying though, Scott, about you, know, you, you think Rangers are going to finish above Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. What's the Aberdeen's performance against Hamilton? Tell me if you're still so confident. Because... <laughs> You know what? Absolutely outstanding. Yeah, I know. Right, absolutely outstanding. Right, granted, it is Aki's, right? It is, it is only Hamilton Aki's, but it's even yeah, Aki's, yeah. right? But that's the thing, right? See, a Rangers start, need to start. Yeah, like Rangers. 
Yeah, it is. Like, don't get me wrong, but Aberdeen should be beating Hamilton. Like, because Hamilton, when you look at Aberdeen squad compared to Hamilton's, it's like night and day. Ha- Aberdeen have a unbelievable, like, a much, much more talented squad than uh, Aki's, obviously. But Stephen Aki's beat uh, Rangers at Ibrox, right? Of course, that was a really, really poor performance and result for Rangers. But Rangers have added in the January window. They've brought in guys like Cummings, Jamie Murphy, etc. We've got a much. Rangers have a much more improved squad than they did yeah. when well, we Aberdeen played Hamilton and Ibrox. Aberdeen have added, you know, they've got Neil McGinn, who's a big player, who knows the club, and they're still a lot sitting above you. So, I mean, it'll be close, but I, I think Aberdeen will edge it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, of course, we'll just wait and see what happens, but Rangers still need to be like, honestly, see, it was up to me, mate. I would want to play Aberdeen every week because. <laughs> That's where Rangers really turn up and you just play some of our best stuff. But yeah, I think it's like the reason Aberdeen struggle against Rangers so much is because the, the occasion gets to them and McInnes gets his tactics wrong. And for some strange reason, under Graham Murray, Rangers turn up in the big games. Uh, I just don't get it. It's a very strange one, mate. So uh, Ross County beat Dundee 4 1. And honestly, right, mate, I've been very critical on Corey and Ross County. Right throughout uh, this season, and uh, this might be quite controversial. Well, what I'm about to say, but I firmly believe it. I feel as though that was a fluke result. That was just a that I thought that was a one off. Um, I just thought Dundee were really poor on the day, and they gifted Ross County uh, those three points because defensively, um, I thought Dundee were all over the place. Probably the worst defensive performance I've seen this season. Uh, from an SPFL side, they were horrendous and they gifted Ross County those three points. Um, what did you make uh, of the game? Uh, I don't disagree, Dundee did gift them it. Uh, they were terrible. Uh, they Mate, that was our first win. Mate, that was our first. That was their first win since November. That just shows you, mate. Like they're, they're still. I don't know. I, I, I like. I feel was that is a fluke result. I just feel as though that was a total fluke. And don't, don't get me wrong. Scored some good goals, right? Uh, Shout. Maybe been a one off, but it was still an inspired performance because the passes and the balls we were playing were were excellent, and you know it's to score. Like, I, mean, yeah, I, I think mainly, we'll yeah, mate, honestly, mainly I think, I don't even feel as though I'm being too harsh here, mainly I think the reason, like, don't get me wrong, there are good goals in that, but that was just due to Dundee being like defensively all over the place, and Schalke, yeah. don't get me wrong, um, he's, a, he's the, by hands down their best player, and yeah, he's been... Yeah, he scored. Uh, exactly, he scored a couple of goals at the weekend. He done well, and yeah, I don't know what happened. Like at half time, now now it was fairly even. Then in the second half, Dundee just an absolute shambles. Right, like right from the word go. Uh, in the second half, three minutes in the second half, uh, Killer Dunn scores a goal, and then that was it. That was just the start of the downfall for uh, uh-huh. Ross County. Uh, no, sorry, Dundee. Uh-huh. But Dundee, they, yeah, they got the equaliser right. Uh, not long after, but after that, pff, 
like four, I think it's four minutes later, then they score, then they score again, and then at the 90th minute, they just kill off, um, I'm sorry, I, I know Ross County score, and then uh, then they just kill off Dundee. Yeah, but I don't know what I don't know what really happened to Dundee that day. But they signed uh, Stephen Coker. Uh, that's a good signing, I think. That was a that was a surprise. Um, they certainly got a bit of money for um, obviously get, uh, selling Jack Henry to Celtic, and yeah, of course I have a bit of money to spend. Yeah, and oh, I wonder how much it'll be on Stephen Coker. That was a real surprise. That was a, that was a real coup uh, for uh, Dundee. What'd you make of that? Um, I think it was a good signing. Um, and a surprising sign as well. Yeah. I mean, the guys had an end on Carthys. <laughs> Played for some big teams and stuff. So exactly. Played with Spurs, QPR, and seeing as at QPR, mate, he was on like seventy grand a week. Like, I would love to know how much he's on at Dundee. I don't know how they. I really don't know how they managed to pull that one off. That was a strange one. Yeah. But you know, he's, I mean, he's still on, like twenty six as well. So he's not as if he's. Lot of years left. Yeah, I don't know how they manage that one. It's like eighteen. I think it's an eighteen uh, month uh, contract. Like that is really yeah, remarkable. Yeah. So fair play to him uh, for that. And um, yeah, it was really poor from Dundee. And yeah, Ross County, big win for them. Massive win for them. They've been a horrible run, right? And I just I don't know. I think as I was saying, I think it was a fluke and. I think they'll be. It'll be. I think. Yeah. I think they'll be back to normality uh, in the next league game. If I'm being honest, I just. I yeah, don't see them staying up. Because it was a good performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully, if you're going to send you the hoping so, but we'll wait and see. I mean, it'll be pretty abysmal this season, so. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Hearts beat St. Johnson 1 0 there at the weekend, mate. And I feel as though, mate, uh, Hearts were quite fortunate to leave with the three points. And yeah, def- yeah, they still managed to keep a clean sheet. They were very lucky in that sense, I think. Um, and obviously, St. Johnson got a red card. I thought St. Johnson, even after they got that red card, were still in the game. And um, what do you think? No, do you think it was um, worthy of a second yellow? But the re- the referee, the reason the referee sent him off was because it was uh, persistent uh, fouling. So I can understand yeah. understand it from that I sense. Think it was. Mm-hmm. I think it did deserve to get sent off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a bad choice to make when you're already on a yellow card. Uh-huh. I mean, it's surprising from Austin. I'm pretty sure that's uh, Sportsing said that's like his first sending off, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, definitely surprising uh-huh. for Austin that he would make such bad decisions when he's already on a yellow card. And honestly, mate, and it's seen both halves, man. I would say it was obviously Johnson first half. Second half, it was fairly even. Right, but I, do, I still don't think St. Johnson done enough to win the game, but they certainly deserved a point out of that, for sure. Yeah, it was a harsh result because I think you were, you were saying to, I think Hearts came into the game a wee bit more after the red card, mm-hmm. which is a shame for St. Johnson. You know, but that's football at the end of the day. If you, if you wanted to win a game, you need to score goals. Uh, mm-hmm. Hearts were at home and they just, you know, I think they capitalised on the Mm-hmm. The red card and we've won the game. Yeah, it wasn't really a lot to talk about in this game, but yeah, it was just it wasn't really at all like it wasn't one for the purists, put it that way. There wasn't a lot of great football on show, um, but right after the game, Tommy Wright was raging at Andrew Dallas, absolutely seething. He said he was he said there's no basically no point in talking to Andrew Dallas because it goes in one year and then out the other. 
Um, <laughs> and he said he's had a lot of issues with Andrew Dallas in the past. Um, but to what I've said, I say it every single week. Tommy Wright just looks like he just looks drained uh, at St Johnson. He's took him as far as he can, and things didn't get any better for St Johnson uh, in the midweek as they got beat off uh, Motherwell 2 0. Um, that was a, another sore one uh, for the Saints. And right after the Motherwell game, this was very telling. Tommy Wright just came out and said, we can forget about top six now because we're not going to get it. We're in, a, we're in a dogfight now. We're going to be fighting relegation. And it just shows you how far St. Johnson have fallen. Because like, like last season, finished in European places. And like I think ever, ever since every season since Tommy Wright took over at St. Johnson, they've at least finished in European places, right? And now, Tommy Wright, right after the game against Muller, said they're in a relegation dogfight. He's not. He's not. So you're in a position, the position you're in, you're not a lot of points away from above Ross County, uh, especially not mm-hmm. a lot of points above Crystal Hamilton. So. Mate, they're only three points above Aki's, and Aki's are sitting second bottom. They're only three points, right? And they're six points above Ross County, right? And the thing is, as well, mate, Aki's have two games in hand. Aki's have two games in hand, so what does that tell you, mate? So it's not looking good for St. Johnson at all. And if he was to go Tommy Knight at the end of the season, I don't know who to replace him. Like, there, there is guys out there, you know, but they won't get any better than Tommy Knight. Tommy Knight is, like, he'll, he'll go on to be, be bigger and better things. Um, because he's a good, good career at St. Johnson. Yes, he he's I a think good manager. He'll probably come to an end, though, because, you know, he's not in a I know, and see credit to Tommy Knight, he's lost some big players in the past and he's managed to replace them, but this time round it's he's not been able to do that. And losing Michael Halloran was a big loss. That that was a big one for them. And they will stay up for sure, St. Johnson. They've got enough in the tank to stay up, but they're in a fight now. They're in a relegation fight. And I'll be stunned if Tommy Knight is there next season. I'll be absolutely stunned. If I'm being honest, but yeah, that was a big three points for Hearts, so it was massive three points, and that's all. That's all. That's what it is, mate. Like Hearts sometimes won't play the best football; they won't play all that great, but they'll just get the job done and get the three points, and that's all that matters. And Craig Levine, I've got to be honest, mate, I was very critical of Craig Levine earlier on this season. Um, me and JJ were saying we don't think he's the answer, but he's done well. He's really so far he's proven me wrong. Ended Celtic's unbeaten run, and he's got Hearts uh, challenging for the like, like challenging for third, and yeah. they're still in the Scottish Cup. Hearts are still in the Scottish Cup, so yeah, yeah. I didn't think he was the answer either. He seems to be doing all right. Ah, he seems to be doing all right. Uh, so yeah, credit Hearts. As long as he finishes, he does. He'll make it finish above Hearts to consider the season successful. You know, if he doesn't win. They've got every chance, mate. Win the Scottish, which I don't think he will. Um, but I think to have a successful season, as long as he finishes above Hibs, then yeah, I think. Oh, fans will be happy. Yeah, because that, that's it, mate. As long as they finish above Hibs, and they've got every chance of doing that, mate. They do. They've, yeah. they've got every chance, you know. So we we'll just need to wait and see what happens. But Hearts look so much more well organised, well drilled under Craig Levine. They just look like a team that know what they're doing. And, and Christoph Berra this season, mate, he has been 
in my opinion, Hearts best player. He's been that unsung hero. He has been a rock at the back. And I think you agree with me in this one, mate. Hopefully you do. Um, do you think Christopher Berra is Scotland's uh, best defender right now? Uh, I, th I don't see any other uh, defender that is playing better than Christopher Berra at the mo this moment in time. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. He has been solid. He has been solid. It's been very yeah, impressive. I, I agree with that. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, he's he's been good, mate. But uh, Stephen A. Smith is still struggling to adapt to Scottish football just now. And I said when Hart signed him, Stevie Smith's legs are gone. I don't think he's a player he once was, and I don't, I just don't think he's going to do all that well up here. And I can Hearts yeah. fans were all buzzing about the signing just because of the name Stevie Naismith. But look at look at the hands of Hearts fans are seeming to forget Stevie Naismith is he was an absolute flop at Norwich. Yeah, he done okay at Everton for like the first season or so. That was it. And he was let's be honest, right? Stevie Naismith was not a success down in England. And he's I think he's like thirty one right now. And he's I don't think he'll do all that much up here. If I'm being honest, mate. And uh, yeah, but that was a good uh, good win for Hearts. So uh, Motherwell drew with uh, Party Thistle uh, there at the weekend, and this was a really dull game to watch, mate, wasn't it? It was not one for the purest. It was not entertaining in the slightest. Uh, the first half was oh, a non-event, pretty much. Um, yeah, I think it was a boring game as well. Boring and. Also, just even as well. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think a point. Well, I, think. I think a point was uh, like a fair like. But I think a point was a fair result uh, for yeah. both teams. Uh, that, that was a draw was a fair result. Um, Nadia Chief G though uh, first goal in Scottish football since twenty fifteen, and ever since he moved, ever since he made that move to Celtic. It was a bad idea. It was a bad move for him. Yeah, uh, he, like a bad idea. Yeah, he went. He went on loan a couple of times. I think he went to. I think he went. To, last okay. team was on loan at Plymouth. I think it was, and that did not work out whatsoever. And he, mm -hmm. he. To be fair, him, he played well. He played well the weekend there. Um, I think it took his goal nicely. I mean, what took you really? That'll do off his confidence. But he needs to keep scoring goals, so he, you know, keep getting game time, and uh, he can get his career back on track at Motherwell. That's a really good move for Chiefs. Yeah, because like, he was a good for yeah, he was a fantastic. He was he was fantastic at Dundee United, and I think uh, Robertson, <coughs> pardon me, can get the best out of him. I think he can, and it will take him a while though. It will um, that goal will give him a real confidence boost, and he'll just need to get uh, like adapt to uh, my little style of play and stuff, and then I think I think will come on a game. But the move to Celtic was a bad one. That's what it was. It was a really yeah. like greater done United then went to Celtic downhill. Yeah, and Chris Doolan, who's been Partick Thistle's main man for a number of years, he got a goal as well. He's been he's been leading the line for Thistle for a long time and he's yeah. he's like he's he'll go down as a club legend there at Partick Thistle. And it's a great story for him. We spoke about this in a while back in the podcast. This guy came from the juniors. Big Thistle fan, got his dream moved to his boyhood club and the guy's living the dream. He's a, he's a real journeyman and it's nice to see that um, 
He's scoring goals for his boyhood club, and yeah, I think he, I think he'll finish his career at Partick Thistle because he's a, a really good solid hand for Thistle. And all you need to do with Chris Dillon is get the get the ball to him in a six yard box, and he'll score goals because the guy is a yeah. decent finisher. So he is very decent finisher. So yeah, I, I like Chris Dillon. You know, what you're saying about getting that for his boyhood club and stuff is just the story that you like to hear. <laughs> You're a football fan. Exactly, that was yeah, his. He does, does, does get the goals, you know. Mm-hmm. He does, he does, he does uh, sort of step up and get a goal in the. He does get a goal in the way. He got probably first half point there against Norwich. So. Uh-huh. And that was, uh, I think that was his seventh uh, season at Thistle, and that was his 99th goal, 99th league goal uh, of his career. So, yeah, credit to Chris Dillon, still scoring the goals. And, yeah, it was a pretty. It was a non event, to say the least. Um, well, yeah. it took Partick Thistle um, out of uh, the playoffs. They took Thistle out of the relegation playoffs. Millwall went down to seventh. Um, they're still in contention for top six. Millwall, obviously, right? Still early on, but I don't think they'll get it. And um, Chief G, he could be the guy to play slow mo if um, Robinson can get him back to his Dundee United form. Yeah, is is every chance? I so. Do you know why I think Chief G? Uh, so uh, hold that thought, mate. Um, but do you know why I think Chief G was such a success at Dundee United? Because he had players like Ryan Gold, Gary McKay, Stephen, uh, and Drew, like around Armstrong. him. Yeah, and Armstrong as well. He had all these creative players around him in the final third, and that's he thrived off that. But when I look at Motherwell, right, Motherwell don't have a lot of creative players around them right? they've got decent players and stuff right? Uh, in the final third but they haven't got players that can provide the service that Chief G got at Dundee United uh, that, that's yeah. what they don't have but we'll wait, it'll be interesting to see, wait and see what will happen uh, with Chief G at uh, Dundee, uh, Motherwell well, it, it doesn't have the players they had around them that they could rely on So when Celtic drop points earlier on in the day, Rangers go and drop points. Rangers got beat off uh, Hibs 2 1 at Ibrox. And uh, oh, first half, it was all Hibs. Hibs were very dominant in the first half. Um, they dominated us, especially in the midfield. Uh, everyone knows I'm not a huge fan of John McGinn. I think he's a tad overrated, but he done well in the, the first half. Um, Jason Holt and Sean Goss, they, they were all over the place in the first half. I like Sean Goss, I do. He's a talented player. He's got a future, but he was the first half he was really poor. Um, jo- everyone knows, uh, Ben, that I'm not a big fan of Josh Winder. I've been very critical of him, but I would give him praise when it's due. Um, and Saturday, he was, he, was, he was all over the place. He was terrible. I would have hooked him in the first half an hour. He was, he was shocking. Um, Windass had two great chances, should have should have scored him and he didn't. Um Windass he's so infuriating at times and I've gave him praise where it's due, right? 
But Windass, he's so inconsistent, it's unbelievable. He's so hot and cold. See when he should be making runs down the middle, he never does it. When Rangers are crying out for a, a run down the middle, eh, the middle, a run down eh, the middle, he never ever does it. Never. And it, it's so infuriating with Josh Windass. And yeah, John McGinn took his goal fantastically well. Great strike. Um, felt as though Fodenham could have done a little bit better there with that one. But um, yeah, it was Fodenham's been outstanding this season for us. Um, but yeah, it was a good strike from Windass, uh, from uh, John McGinn. Um, so yeah, in the first half, Rangers all over the place. Second half, I felt as though. Rangers were comfortably the better team. Uh, Sean Goss scored a terrific free kick. Um, and then, right after that, the crowd were behind the Rangers team. Atmosphere, Ibrox was rocking. Place was bouncing. And then, what happens two minutes later? James Tavernier gives away a penalty. It was a daft decision from Tavernier. He should know better. Like, Scott Allen, yeah, he was looking for it. Right, he was looking for it, but Tavernier should know better. It was it was a penalty. He was looking for it, but it was a penalty. And then Hibs went on to win the game. So in my opinion, Hibs were in the second half there for the taking. I felt as though Rangers should at least got a point out of the game. Um, but overall, that's just simply not good enough, losing 2-1. Uh, I think I've said enough on that one. What did you make of the game? Uh, I thought it was... Uh, I think the Rangers and Hibs... It's a good spectacle, it's a good competition. Uh, Rangers, I thought, played good enough to win the game in the second half, I think, um, making a lot of chances. But, what you, I don't think you mentioned Marciano, uh, I don't know how to present it, mm-hmm. uh, goalkeeper. He was, he was really, really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, I yeah. thought he played brilliant. So he did. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Uh, I thought he was, yeah, he was terrific, I thought. You know, yeah. He was looking for that as well. It, 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 you know, especially when he's turned away from a goal, it's a stupid move from Tav. But I think, you know, as a whole, and not just in this game, I think I said it last week, the Verna's defending's getting a lot better. Uh, he's becoming a quite a good football player. Who did you say? I'll disagree with you when you said John McGinn's about. Oh, sorry, wait, who's your fault? Who do you say is turning out a good defender? Oh, right, Tavner, yeah, I think Tavernier's turned out a good defender, but yeah, what are you saying about Drum again? I think he's a fantastic footballer. Uh, can score good goals, he reminds me a bit of Chris Collins. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, right, I, as I was saying, like, I felt as though Drum again in the first half was terrific, but second half he was nowhere to be seen. It, like, he was nowhere yeah. to be seen in the second half, and yeah, in the second half, Sean, Goss and Holt really did step up, and... Um, yeah, definitely did step up in the second half, but the first half all over the place, and I don't know what it was. It was very infuriating at times. Like, see, especially Declan John, right? Declan John is not a left back, but we have to play him there because Lee Wallace is out injured. And Declan John, going forward, he's good, right? It's kind of a wee bit similar to what Tavernier used to be like. Going forward, he's good. He's a winger, but defensively, he's all he's really poor. Tavernier, um, like, I don't know, I think it was just maybe the occasion it got to him, like the atmosphere and that, and the place was rocking, then adrenaline was going, then Scott Allen was looking for it, but it was still a penalty, he shouldn't be doing that, he should know better. Uh, but yeah, Tavernier's definitely improved defensively, 
and going forward he's terrific and this season Tavernier's been outstanding he's been absolutely outstanding and rumour has it he's going to be signing a new deal quite soon which would be terrific news because he's getting better and better uh, so he is and I'm yeah. talking about Hibs though, Scott Allen I thought um, Scott Allen looks more comfortable at Hibs yeah he did I thought, I I thought he was terrific he's, his passing was good yeah. he was aware um, yeah, yeah, he, he was he was terrific. His dribbling was good. He was on point. Um, Scott Allen, he doesn't have the pace, but he's got great instincts about him. Yeah. He's he's a yeah, great yeah, yeah great passer the ball. Yeah, because yeah, I'm so happy to have signed him. I think he probably looks quite happy to be back at Hibs. Yeah. Um, mhm. Yeah. <coughs> he could have been a good just probably once. Uh, mm. Yeah, like, but, I don't know what it was, mate, but, but Scott Allen. Yeah, it's got Alan at Dundee yeah, though. Aye, it's got Alan at Dundee though. He just—I don't know what it was. He wasn't he, like uh, he was in and out of the team. He could never find his form. But at Hibs, he just seems at home. That like you see, his best run of his career was at Hibs, hands down. Uh, he's run it mm-hmm. uh, at Hibs in the Championship. He was terrific. He got Hibs Player of the Year. I think he got Championship Player of the Year. If I am not mistaken, he was terrific. Uh, Hibs. But one thing I need to criticise Murty for, right? Is it the lineup four two three one? I, I don't understand it. I didn't like why. Why did he not go two up top? I, like why not go Morales and Cummings? Jason Cummings should have started that game. Morales, as much as I defend Morales and as much as I like him, he scores goals but he misses too many chances and it is so infuriating. It really is. And I would have went two up top with Cummings. Cummings. Murty left it too late to bring him on. He let he should have no, he should have started him. Yeah, I don't understand it. Like Cummings should be starting much more because Cummings Cummings and Morales that could be a partnership. That's what the Rangers fans and myself included were crying out for when we signed Jason Cummings. We all want to see Morales Cummings up top causing it, and Murty needs to realise that now. Um, that needs to be top top. So yeah, first half Rangers really poor. All Hibs first half. Second half, Hibs were there for the taking. They were, um, and we just didn't pounce on it. It was uh, the second half Rangers were better, but overall in the piece, um, it was a really bad result for Rangers because if Rangers won that that would have put the pressure on Aberdeen and that would have put the pressure on Celtic like I'm not saying Rangers are going to mount a really serious title challenge but it would have put a little bit of pressure Celtic dropping points Rangers winning and that was a real sore one that and Rangers home I mean, form this season has been poor horrendous Rangers, so. what mate? Yeah, that, after that result Hibs moved within two points to Rangers you know and exactly. And this is one thing that annoys me, right, about Rangers fans. Um, everyone, I don't understand the the love for Jason Holt. Jason Holt just runs about. That's it. He just runs about, and everyone thinks he's doing a lot, right? And he's really, he's not. He just runs about like a headless chicken. <laughs> that's what he does. And that's it. Like honestly, I would have went Sean Goss and Greg Dockett. I don't know why we didn't start Greg Dockett. Greg Dockett is a very talented footballer, and. That midfield was crying out for Greg Doherty in the first half, crying out for him. Because Hope, why is Jason Hope Rangers captain right now? <laughs> why? Like, I don't understand it. Give it to Tavernier. Give it to, yeah, give it to Tavernier, Fodrium. Don't give it to Jason Hope. 
So, I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan of Jason Holt, as you can tell. When Josh Windass had an absolute shocker in Saturday, as we're saying. So, yeah, good result for Hibs. And what did you make of what Neil Lennon said after the game? Where he said that win was just as big as Celtic beating Barcelona. Like, come on, Lennon, that's a bit OTT, isn't it? Well, it's a bit ridiculous, really. I mean, maybe he's got memory loss that doesn't realise how big one that was because we Celtic went through the final 16 in the Champions League. You know, that was the best team in the world to beat. He's acting as if he's the manager of Ross County and they've just bet Celtic or Aberdeen and Rangers. Mm-hmm. I have still only two points behind Rangers. We're only five points behind before the game. Mm-hmm. So that's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Oh, I think he's probably just a bit excited. <laughs> Yeah, and so I remember last time when uh, Hibs beat Rangers uh, on the, I think it was at the start of the season uh, I don't know if you've ever listened, you listened to that episode Ben, it was fireworks to say the least I got very hot, got very angry um, but I'm very, I feel as well I'm very calm and composed and I'm talking about this one it's a real soul one mate um, so it was but um, I'll uh, move on from uh, that one there so as I was saying Really, really disappointing result. Um, Hibs are there for the taking in the second half, but overall in the piece, it was big win for Hibs, but disappointing for Rangers, obviously. So we'll move on. Rangers uh, played Partick Thistle um, midweek, and Rangers beat Thistle 2-0. Going into that, it was a must-win game. We could not afford to drop any points there. And it was a very professional performance, very solid. Um, great goal from Josh Windass. Um and we'll talk about Josh Windass here. At the, obviously, Josh Windass received a lot of criticism on Twitter uh, over the weekend after having a really poor performance. Um, and when he scored his goal, Ben, he celebrated right uh, in front of the Rangers support. He shushed him. And I find that... I just find that very stupid of him to do. Yeah, I find I that very, very hard, silly. Hard to understand. You know, I'm going to lie, isn't it? <laughs> like, why would you do that? Why would you shush your... Like your own fans, you know, like why? That's I thought it's just stupid. They paid money to be there, right? They paid the hard-earned cash to come there and support you, right? And Josh Windass has been a daft wee boy, and when he scores his goals, shushes the Rangers support. The best way to shush your critics is score goals and play well. That's the best way. Don't act like a daft wee boy and shush the Rangers support. How stupid is that? Because that is a battle you'll never win. That is a battle Josh Windass will never win. Yeah. And I, I hope someone at the club pulls him aside and says, Josh, get a grip, you need to eat. you should know better than that, you know? Because that's a battle you're never going to win. And he got a lot of criticism on Twitter after that. And one thing that annoyed me was Rangers fans defending it. I'm like, get a grip, mate. Like, that's, you can't defend that. You honestly can't. Yeah. And look at the contrast. I understand. Exactly, like, don't get me wrong, I thought he had a decent game. Right, but see, this is the story with Josh Windass throughout this whole season. He's been decent, right? Better than last season, better than I expected for sure. But Windass, see, when he scores goals sometimes this season, he'll score a goal, but overall, at times, he, he won't contribute a lot to the game. Um, and look at the contrast here, right? James Tavenier scores a fantastic goal, right? He celebrates, he celebrates with the players, celebrates with the fans, right? And then puts on Twitter after the game, eh. Uh, uh, we tweet, well, thanks for the support. Fans were unbelievable. Great performance. Buzzing with my goal. That is how... Because like, Tavernier received a lot of criticism. A lot of criticism, criticism uh, after what he'd done at the weekend. Scored a terrific goal. And that's the best way 
to that, that was the best way to respond to that and that was the best yeah. way to apologise score a terrific goal and after the game thank the support blah 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 and then you get Josh Windass acting, acting like a daffy boy uploading a picture on Instagram of him shushing the Rangers support like so so stupid yeah I mean I don't, I don't get it <laughs> um, you know there's two ways of doing things aren't there? and the two ways of polar opposites the right mm. way and the wrong way mm-hmm. yeah and yeah overall mate um it was a it was a good performance. It was it was a very solid performance. Uh, you got to be scared towards the end of the first half with Connor Salmon hitting the po- uh, hitting the post. Got to be scared there, and then but yeah, it was very professional, clean sheet. Um, at times we weren't all there. We weren't we didn't really we weren't at times we weren't passing about all that well. But three points, a clean sheet. What more could you want, you know? So yeah, it was a very it was a good three points because I must win game. And defensively, well, we look... Looks... What, mate? Game another well-disciplined game for Rangers. No, no yellow cards, are... so... Mm-hmm. I think that doesn't matter. Yeah, it was yeah. like... You like, kept a discipline well, as you said, mate. And it was all about... the Graham, like said after the game... It's all about it, the points. It's all about the three so. points, all about the, the clean sheet. Um, yeah, so... It was... And it just, as we said, just really... satisfying, to, to say the least. And we went to Hill earlier on this season... And we drew uh, with Thistle, uh, I think it was two each. And yeah, it was Cummings, uh, was CJ, and we, we think on Jason Cummings as well. Cummings, I felt as though, I don't know about you, mate, but I felt as though Cummings was trying way, way too hard to get a goal. He was really trying too hard. Like, he was like, he seems like he's really desperate to impress, but he was just trying too hard, I think. But I think. I've not actually watched the highlights of this game, so... Alright, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's fair enough then. But yeah, Cummings, from what I was telling you, Cummings was trying far too hard, but really too hard. And David Bates, though, I'll tell you this one, David Bates has really turned out to be a, a really good defender. I like Bates, but he's a, he, as I was saying in, I think, last week's episode, he's a very old-school defender, that's what he is. He's a very old-school def- defender who will punt the ball into Rosie... No nonsense. That's it. No nonsense defending, and he's he's. I like him. He's but he needs to work on his distribution. His passing's poor as well, mate. <laughs> he needs to work on that. But that can come. But it's just no nonsense defending. Safety first. Punt it into Rosie. I like that. Russell Martin looks to be a very solid addition to, uh, to the Rangers squad as well. Jamie Murphy. He's really grown uh, in a game. He's coming out in a bit of form. I like him. Uh, Kenny Miller was on the bench. Uh, what do you think of Kenny Miller? Do you think he'll find a way back into the Strangers team? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think he's a player that Rangers need. Uh, you know, he's not got a lot of game time under his belt this season, really, has he? So he's only scored know. a handful of goals, mate. Um, Miller's, I don't know. This will be his last season, I think. Yeah, for sure, it will be his last season. Um, and all, even just like just going back to this OC in the build up for for the first goal, uh, I thought Candias uh, was terrific in the build up to the first goal. Candias has really turned out to be a, a bargain for Rangers, uh, to say the least. Um, <laughs> as much as I slot Pedro Casinha, two good signings he made, man. Like Candias uh, and Morales. Candias seven hundred k Rangers signed him for, and I think he's got the most assists in the in the SPFL at this moment in time. 
and he's got a great delivery on him. He's a great dribbler, and yes, yeah, turned out to be a good sign for Rangers. So yeah, overall solid performance, good three points, and yeah. So we'll move on from that. A wee thing on Partick Thistle. It was just I think Rangers were just too good for Partick Thistle on the night, mate. If I'm being honest, just too good for them tonight, and they just couldn't really contain us, you know. So um, yeah, we'll wrap up the show uh, in the next few minutes. But um, I'll ask you, what was uh, your performance of the weekend, mate? Your performance of the weekend and your player of the weekend. Performance of the weekend would definitely be Kumarok. Mm-hmm. That was inspired. Mm-hmm. Uh, player of the weekend. Uh, I forgot how do you change your name? Oh, the player that plays. Uh, Malumbo? Um, oh, the Kelly player? Ross Park? County. Oh, Ross Good. County. Uh, Schalke? Schalke. Oh, you're going to Schalke? Two good goals. Good, you know, all round solid, solid game. Uh, player in form, so I think he gets a performance weekend. Uh, player of the weekend. Performance weekend. Come on, look. Um, who have been? Mm. Who have been? Who have been? Who have been? Who have been? Outstanding, he was terrific with the ball, great dribbler. Uh, mate, I think you honestly, I think you can put Malumbo into any team in the SPFL, even a Celtic team or Rangers team, and he'll thrive. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think so. I think he would absolutely thrive, mate. So, um, anything else that we need to really cover? Uh, anything else? I don't really mm-hmm. uh, think so. Everybody know that Chris Boyd is. The top goal scorer in the SPFL. <laughs> Boydie, that's what we're talking about earlier on, mate. Steve Clark, working mm. wonders yeah. with Chris Boyd. Bringing the best out of Boydie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we'll talk uh, before we head off, mate, we're going to talk a little bit about the Scotland thing. Um, it's, it's a total shambles, isn't it? <laughs> Walter Smith coming out and saying, I don't want the job. And we were talking about earlier on, Steve Clark, he doesn't want, I, I don't think he would take the job. What? I don't know who would. I mean, I what, what, what can they offer in the way of competition and selection? And, it's just. Uh, it's a shambles. It's a poison challenge. It's a. Exactly, it was a great chance, I mean, mate. I'm going to take a bottom of the barrel manager, I think. Mm. Because I don't know who would want that job. I, I know, I know, like. I was speaking to someone the other day, right? I'm not going to name who they are, but I thought it was pretty ludicrous when they said this, right? I don't want to embarrass them. They said uh, they should, we should go for Klingsman. Is that his name? Klingsman? Is that his name? Uh, the the German. He uh, used to manage uh, America. Oh. I, I think I, I think that's who said Klingsman. Um, that was... Like, why would he want to touch a Scotland job, right? And he, his counter-argument to me was, oh, he took the USA job on, but the thing is, so... Look at, like, come on, like, look at America, look at the country, beautiful country, beautiful weather, and you'd be getting paid a fortune as well, right? And he, I think he got sacked from the USA. Why do they want to go and manage Scotland, like? The Scotland job is not an attractive job. I don't even think Derek McInnes would want it, right? Um, do you know who I think would end up getting it, mate? And I think I would not be against it. Malky McKay, what do you think of that? Probably, it's probably a likely scenario. I just, I don't know. I mean, what what teams have they got in this CD? Well, he got Cardiff promoted. He done well at Cardiff. Um, 
Um, where else did he do? I think he done. I think he managed Norwich before. I, don't, I might be mistaken about that. I'm not too sure. But he done very well at Cardiff, and he had a big falling out with the owner. And always, <coughs> and obviously, you know about uh, the racism scandal that surrounded Malky Mackay, and about these comments that he made, and that's really put. That's been like a dark cloud hanging over Malky Mackay, and he's really struggled to get a job. Uh, Wigan, yeah, Wigan was his last team that he managed. And then that didn't really work out. And then the chairman came under a lot of criticism for uh, appointing Malcolm McKay. Um, so it was a shame. It was a shame because I do like Malcolm McKay, but he shouldn't have made those comments. Those comments were really poor. But it was just a shame how the whole ordeal turned out. But I apologise for it. And he's, um, I think he's served his time in that sense. And uh, I think it would be a decent appointment for the Scotland job, if I'm being honest. Mate. Even Alex McLeish, I think that would be a good shout as well, bud. Um, yeah. They've got... I think Alex McLeish will be Malcolm McKay, actually, but I just don't know why he would want to take it. <laughs> yeah, because when you look at the... Like, the, like look at the SFA, mate, it's a basic case at the moment. Like, mm-hmm. no chief exec, no manager. <laughs> and I, th- see, I found it absurd, though. When people were touting Walter Smith for the Scotland job, because I'm like, Walter Smith will not want the job. Like, uh, anyone that thought that he would take that job on were deluded. The guy will never manage in football again. His last job was at Rangers, and what a way to go out by winning the SPL at the time. He won the SPL and he won the League Cup. And that, what a perfect season to, to end your career on. And then people say, you know, come back and manage Scotland, you'll save Scotland. Like, no, he will mate. He does not want that job at all. Uh, so, <laughs> no, not at all. I, would, I, didn't, I didn't see it. I don't know. I don't know, but it's just, it really is. Like, as, as you were saying earlier on, bud, last, the last campaign was the best opportunity we had. When you look at that group, it was very favourable for us to get out of. And it was that game against England, mate. That game against England, where we're winning 2-1, what a comeback, two fantastic free kicks from Griffiths. Then all Stuart Armstrong had to do was clear it. That's all he had to do. I know. And then I that know, was it, mate. I know, I know, it is what it is, mate. But um, anything else that we need to discuss? I think we've covered everything. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's it. Yeah, so we've uh, got the Scottish Cup this weekend, so that'll be quite intriguing to see what will happen there. There's some big games, uh, some interesting fixtures. Um, uh, so it'll be, be good to, it'll be intriguing to see what will happen so Ben it's a pleasure as always and uh, we'll see you I'll see you next week uh, for another episode of Scott School and uh, until next time guys take care and we will see you soon